friends. Welcome back to another episode of Fig and Farm at Home. I'm so glad you're here joining me today on this beautiful day in December. Is it snowy where you are? It's not here, but it is chilly, it is foggy, and it sure feels cozy and warm inside. Today we're talking a little bit about how to delight in your home. We talk a lot about delighting or gushing over your home too, and we're going to dive into what that means and how you can enjoy this season, the season of lights, the season where we try to slow down just a little bit, how you can do that by delighting. All right, enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget. And I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank. And I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style. Where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Every Christmas season, I long for a little bit more quiet, a little less busy, and a lot more reflection. And every Christmas season, I find myself feeling a little disappointed that it was just too much. It was too busy and the days went too, too fast and the schedules were too crazy and we couldn't really enjoy the way that we hoped to. And I wonder if some of you feel that way too. It might be the most joyous time of year and the most delightful time of year, but how are we preparing our homes for that? Are we making space for delighting in the people and the customs that our families hold dear. I am on a mission this year to do it right. <laughs> will it be perfect? No, it will not be perfect. Will it still be busy? Yes, it probably will. But I'm making space and I want to share with you how that's happening and what I'm doing in order to delight in my home. What I'm doing to not worry about it being so perfect for others to see, but how I can really make space to enjoy this season. So some of you who have been listening for a while know that part of what I do during my, when I'm not podcasting, when I'm not talking to you guys, is that I coach middle school sports. I'm at the very beginning of my boys basketball season, and we are having a wonderful time learning and growing and becoming disciplined. But just recently, I didn't have practice in the afternoon, which meant that I had a free day. It felt like a free day. And I could have spent that day tucked away in my office, working in my work blocks, preparing podcasts, maybe prepping things for the shop for after the new year, batching work. I could have done any of those things that are kind of my normal standard everyday things, but I chose not to. I chose to open my doors and I chose to welcome in a friend, and we had a crafternoon. It felt so incredibly luxurious. And we giggled about how 
sometimes a perception of stay-at-home moms, and I am using air quotes here, stay-at-home moms, people who don't have a traditional a traditional job outside of the home, how sometimes our perception is, this is how we spend our days all the time. And we both just giggled because it is not. It was a luxury for us to carve out several hours to spend together crafting, <laughs> crafting and sharing lunch and giggles and really kind of going deep in our conversation too, learning a little bit more about each other and each other's families, even though we know each other very well. It was delightful. And I don't know that I would have been able to or been in a position of doing that had I been so worried about my ho- my house and how my house presented itself outwardly to her or even in my own perception of it and how it could have made me feel a little self-conscious. But I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I, she is more important to me. My friendship with her is more important. This time of relaxation and rejuvenation is more important than my Christmas decorations that aren't fully up yet. My Christmas box was still literally in the library, which doesn't have closed doors. It's open the minute you come into the home. It didn't matter. I set it aside and we had a great afternoon. I taught her how to sew a little bit. She sewed napkins and a runner and I sewed a couple pillow covers and prepped some things for the shop for January. We had a great time. So here's my encouragement to you today. My encouragement to you is five ways for you to delight in your home. We're taking a little bit of a break from all the things you can do to make your home pretty and cohesive and cozy and all the things. Instead, I want you to delight this season. I want you to look around and not worry about the next thing, the next project. I want you to make space for the people you love. So here are the ways that I think you can delight in your space. And after the new year, when you're ready, come join us inside Home Design 101. In fact, if you're still looking for a Christmas gift, if hubby is saying, hey, what do you want? I don't know. I encourage you to come on in. The doors are always open and there's always more room at the table. The link for that is figandfarmathome.com forward slash home hyphen design hyphen 101. All right, friends, five ways to delight in your home this season, even if it is not as perfect as you want it to be. Before I share those ideas, let's talk about delight. If we asked Webster, if we asked Alexa, if we asked Siri, they would tell us that delight means to have great pleasure. Do you have great pleasure in your home? Does it please you greatly? And if you are answering no to that, if there's a resounding no, I want you to think about the things that you can do, the steps that you can take, in order to make your space a place that you can delight in. That is the goal. The goal is not perfection. The goal is not to replicate these Pinterest pictures or the Instagram pictures that look lovely but have a very deep facade. That is not the goal. The goal is to create a home that you delight in. All right, so how can we do that this season even if it is not the way we want it to be? Number one, identify the barriers. What are the things right now? Are there things right now that are keeping you from delighting in your space? Is it that you're constantly picking up stuff after your kids? Is it that you are 
wanting to have a family dinner together. That would delight you immensely, but there's stuff all over the dining room table. Is it that you would love so much to have a craft night with your kiddos? You really want to make those birdseed ornaments for your outdoor Christmas tree or the tree that is going to be your outdoor Christmas tree, but you don't have space to do that. You don't have space, not necessarily the table isn't clear. Maybe that's the case, but maybe it's that you are so overbooked. You're running your kiddos to ballet, to soccer, to basketball, to all the things, and you don't have the time capacity to make that happen. Identify those barriers, write them down. What are the things that you want to do? The things that would be delightful for you and the things that are getting in the way. For me, quite honestly, This is having work extend past my coaching time in the afternoon. So it is really very, awkward is not the right word, but doing what I do, I have so many different compartments of time in order to work the way that I need to. And there are even a few things that I I contract for, for a company that demand some of my time per day. I work a little bit with one-on-one with a student at school. So there are lots of different ways that my time is divided throughout the day and organizing my time to be so efficient so that I can serve you on this podcast. I can build my website. I can build the business. I can do the thing at the shop. All of that commands a little bit of organized time. But sometimes in a busy season, work overflows into the evenings. And that is my barrier. I don't want that. (laughs) I don't want that. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't need it. It doesn't serve me at all. And it takes away from the people I love hanging out with and the things I love doing. So that is my barrier. I'm saying it out loud. I have them too. What are we going to do about it? This is number two. We're going to remediate the barrier. So if your barrier is not having a dining room table that is clean enough, clear enough for you to have family dinners at, if that is your barrier, what are you going to do to remediate that? Can you set aside 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour today in order to make space for your family? Essentially, that is really the bottom line. You're making space for the people you love and the things you love doing doesn't really matter if you're serving mac and cheese or if you're serving hot dogs or if you're making that gourmet meal because that delights you. What matters is the people you share your home with and how you spend your time. That's what matters. But we can't remediate the barrier until we know what it is. If your barrier is wanting the time freedom to be able to have the crafter night or the crafter noon with your kiddos to make those birdseed ornaments, How are you going to remediate that time barricade? barricade? Does it mean that you say no a couple more times? That you say, you know what? We can skip a practice. It's not going to be the end of the world. My kiddo is not going to not appear in the Nutcracker Ballet three years down the road because you missed one night. So for me, and knowing that my barrier is sometimes work extends into the after dinner hours, What does that look like for me? That looks like being done by the time I go coach every afternoon, which is two o'clock. That's not a whole lot of time. (laughs) That's not a whole lot of time to get my work done. That means I have to be more efficient. That means I have to think ahead and batch some of this 
work that I'm doing so that I can create a little bit more efficiency. That means I am putting my phone outside of the room while I'm recording for you so that I don't get distracted by the dings and the dings and the the things that are telling me, hey, this is a great deal over here at Target. I'm removing that barrier so that I can make space to be more efficient so that I have freed time in the evening to be with my family. What barrier is it for you? Is it a time barrier? Is it a physical limitation barrier? Is it a mental barrier? Is it a something that you are working through because you would really love to host that gingerbread party for your your kiddos' friends, but you're intimidated maybe by the other moms or you're intimidated by the idea of opening your home to these other people? That could be your barrier. How can you work through that? Ask yourself, what is the worst that can happen? The third way that you can delight in your space this season, even if it is not perfectly aesthetically pleasing the way you want it to, is to surround yourself with the things that you love. Yes, absolutely. You might have a bully in your room. You might. Do, you might. But if you love that bully, great. Bring it out. It delights you. It brings, it brings you joy. It makes you happy. Bring it out. If you love looking at it and it's bright orange, but you have no other bright orange in your space, who cares? Bring it out because you love it. We can address the bully later in the new year when you're taking Home Design 101. Right now, enjoy it. Surrounding yourself with things that you love doesn't always mean a physical object. It can mean doing the things that you love, like taking walks after dinner, even though it's chilly. Something that maybe you haven't done since it was warm and bright and sunny out in the summertime. Sometimes surrounding yourself with things you love mean making space for Things like crafternoons with girlfriends, game nights with your kiddos. And this goes with number four, and that is just to carve out that time in order to do the things that you love with the people that you love most. And number five, the thing that kind of prepares your heart space for delighting is to practice gratitude. This is an exercise we are doing with our kiddos, and it's something that we've done sporadically throughout the years, but we're trying to be intentional about it during this season. It's taking shape and hold with some kiddos more than others, and some we're getting some real teenage response to. But when we take a minute to reflect on the things that are both big and little, when we can model that gratitude to our kiddos, kind of point them in the direction of You know, I noticed a cardinal today sitting on a tree. Okay, by the way, I don't have cardinals anymore. We live in Washington. There are none. (laughs) But when I lived in Iowa, that would have been. But when you can pinpoint the big things and the little things, when you reframe your mind to be thankful for or grateful for that thing, big or small, it has a direct connection to your heart. And your heart can become more in tune with the things that are both big and small too. So this week, my big thing was that freedom of time and space to not worry about the way that my home looked, to have that freedom of time to welcome my friend in, to share a meal, to share a crafternoon with her. It was big. The thing I'm grateful for today is that I had a few minutes to sit down at the piano. I am not a piano player. I don't read music. I have stickers on the keys. 
because they, they are for me. They are not for the children (laughs) because I don't know where to put my fingers. I can do a lot of things well, but sing, dance, and play any musical instrument are not those. But I used my little sticker keys to play Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And it was fun and it was delightful and it didn't take a whole lot of time, but I was able to carve space out for that. And I'm thankful for it. I'm grateful for it. And that's what I'm sharing today with my family when we have our meal together at a clear, not clear because I still have Craftoon hanging out on the table, but a clear-ish dining room table. So friend, as a recap, five ways that you can have more delight in your home this holiday season. Number one, identify any barriers that are getting in your way of that, and then remediate them, remove them, which takes us to number three and four, surround yourself with the things that you love and the people you love doing them with. And number five, practice gratitude when you can recognize both little things and big things that make your life joyful, acknowledging them, accepting them inside of your mind. There's a direct connection to your heart. And that's always a good thing. And friends, I would be silly not to mention how grateful I am for all of you for tuning in each week or whenever you can, for subscribing to the show, for sharing with a friend, for coming into Home Design 101, for asking questions, for engaging, for your kind, kind words and encouragement. I am so incredibly thankful and grateful for all of you.